0: It's time for a Shway Media podcast. Tonight and breaking news, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein might be fired by the time that this airs. But more importantly, the president gave us this little gem last week.
1: This is a tough
2: hurricane. One of the wettest we've ever seen from the standpoint of water.
0: Riveting. More silly statements and shenanigans like that tonight on America the podcast. Oh, it's good to be back. Hello, America. It's America, the podcast. So he's actually going to get fired, Rodriguez is Yes, he apparently had been talking about, uh, invoking the 25th Amendment and secretly recording the president. So, heedless to say, Donnie did not take too kindly to that. Do you think he could have done it? Absolutely not. We've had enough to invoke the 25th Amendment this entire time. No, no, Donnie is here to stay. So, it's like, it's like a bad, bad penny. Like Ted Cruz. Speaking of, are we rolling? We're always rolling. Right. Hello, America, and welcome back to America, the podcast. A show where I berate you with my very important words about America and its goings-on. So, that being said, I briefly wanted to recap the debate between Texas Representative and old young guy, Beto O'Rourke, and his opponent, current incumbent senator, and the product of what happens when you try and fail at making a clone out of the DNA of Gary Busey and an earthworm. Ted Cruz. In a new segment we call... Oh, Ted. Come on. Oh, Ted. Your lies may work on all of the, you know, constituents that you have that are wooed by your... I I mean, I guess we can call it charm. Sounds bad and wrong and sinful almost to call it that. Most would call it sleaze, but I guess you can call it charm. I mean, if... Buying your wife 10,000 cans of tomato soup is charming Then I guess, to each their own. That actually happened, by the way. Not 10,000, but he did buy her a... a pallet of soup. But we're not here to talk about how much soup she consumed while she was sick, or the fact that Donald Trump relentlessly made fun of her, yet Ted Cruz still supports him. No. We are here to talk about the lies that Ted constantly tells. Oh, Ted the lies you tell. His status as a liar is one of the few things the president and I actually see eye to eye on. I mean, he lies through his teeth, his scales, his gills, his fur, and anything else that develops during the cloning process. And we will talk on his lies many times throughout this podcast, but today, one lie in particular. During the debate, Ted Cruz stated that Beto O'Rourke called the police the new Jim Crow. Well, I am pleased to inform you that after one minute of Googling, we here at Shway Media and America the Podcast found that to be factually inaccurate. The statement that America's favorite earthworm-Gary-Busey hybrid was referring to was a town hall, one of many that Mr. O'Rourke holds unlike Ted Cruz, where the subject of criminal justice reform came up, and Beto O'Rourke said the following.
1: We're talking about criminal justice reform. Let's talk about where this problem started. When contractors needed labor, they would talk to local law enforcement who would arrest African-Americans for idling, uh, for petty crimes, frivolous offenses. Uh, Those contractors would describe the number of bodies that they needed, and law enforcement would provide those bodies. And when they look at the remains in that graveyard, they see evidence of muscles literally torn from the bone, people being worked to death in these convict chains, people who became convicts solely by dint of the color of their skin, and a system that was radically unjust. Following what we thought was the end of that injustice at the end of the Civil War, that, that injustice—too many more people here than I know firsthand. Continues to persist today. That system of suspecting somebody solely based on the color of their skin, searching that person solely based on the color of their skin, stopping that person solely based on the color of their skin, shooting that person solely based on the color of their skin, throwing the book at that person, letting them drop behind bars solely based on the color of their skin. It is why some have called this. I think it is an app description. The new Jim Crow.
0: Saying somebody called the entire Police Department of America the new Jim Crow versus them calling the obvious situation that is going on the new Jim Crow is not only irresponsible, but kind of an asshole move. I mean, you're a real asshole for doing that. Not only that, you're actively turning a blind eye to the fact that this is a major problem. Even after a Dallas police officer broke into a black man's apartment after thinking it was her own after, quote, a long day at work, and shot and killed him, and the police departments of both Dallas and the state said that she committed manslaughter, Mr. Cruz still thinks we should wait to withhold any sort of judgment. And well, yes, the judgment of the public is not how you try a crime, well... When it looks like a murderer and is a murderer and that murderer is seen with her grandmother wearing an all lives matter t-shirt in a picture on the internet and then she goes and kills a black man i mean it does not take sherlock holmes or batman who's a good friend to figure out that you know you don't care about black people ted at all her crime may have been an accident But, you know, people do go to jail for accidents. You accidentally hit somebody with your car. And you do go to jail sometimes. Especially if that person dies. If you accidentally break into somebody's home and murder them, I'm pretty sure you should get to go to jail, even if you have had a long day at work. I'm sure there are plenty of people listening who have had a long day at work and did not walk into the wrong home and shoot the people inside. So, Teddy... Oh, Teddy, come on. My warning to you is this. You have just a little bit more time to change people's opinions of you. Because that, uh, handsome old young guy Beto O'Rourke is skateboarding through a Whataburger parking lot into America's hearts. And he did not call the police the new Jim Crow. But... I guess that'll be up for the people to decide. Or the video and audio and many quotes from him that will you know, prove to differ otherwise. Or that. That could work too. My point is, people are seeing through your lies, Ted. One newspaper article and YouTube video and tweet and uh, Facebook post and uh, failed cloning project at a time. This has been... Oh, Ted. Come on. We'll be right back with more America the Podcast after a word from our sponsor, Real American Spinach Artichoke Dip. Dip so American that it will make you want to invade a small country just so you can dip your toes in their oil supply. What the fuck? We, no, we cannot have them as a sponsor. Well, they did give us $100,000. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um I guess we'll talk off air then. See, I knew capitalism would get to you eventually. We'll be right back, America. It's America, the podcast! Hey everyone, this is Tim from Shui Media, and I am here to tell you about our 2018-2019 roster of shows. As usual, Bruise and the Boys is back again with Michael Sizemore and Tom Ryle, giving you an in-depth discussion every single week about America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. And speaking of America, the most American show in America, America, the podcast, is back again for season three with host Theba Dias A. Stard, the embodiment of and only hope for America, here to make sense of America every two weeks by yelling his important words directly into your earholes. Next up, the Schwegcast is back again with more discussions in songwriting and the music industry with the Schweeziest of the Schweezy, Sam Schwegler. And now on to our new Schweg shows. This fall we have Dubterfuge with Pod Team Epic, hosted by Stella Luna and Matt Voss, two passionate weebs talking about their favorite animes and everything new in the world of dubs. Then, in 2019, we have Space Adventure, hosted by a guy who goes by Luke. You see, Luke came to us a few months back claiming that he had found a flight recorder of sorts containing several years' worth of audio, but the thing is, he claims that that audio is of a crew of a spaceship from 500 years in the future. Now, we can't confirm the authenticity of these recordings, which is why we need your help, so when winter 2019 rolls around, be sure to check out the premiere of Space Adventure. We want to thank each and every one of you who tune in every single week and make Shui Media happen. If you haven't already, maybe subscribe and leave us a review in iTunes because it goes a long way in helping our placement. And don't forget to visit shwaymedia.com, that's S-H-W-A-Y-M-E-D-I-A dot com for more info, updates, and a new show every week. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Unless you've been living under a rock, you are very well aware that the GOP is still holding hearings so that they can confirm former Bush administration lawyer and conservative judge and sucker dad, I guess, Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. However, recently, a few what the GOP call snafus, or what the Democrats call allegations of sexual misconduct, have come to light against Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Which brings us to our segment we call, So Let Me Get This Straight. Let me give you a little context. As of this recording, two more accusers, in addition to Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, have come forward and accused Brett Kavanaugh of attempting to sexually assault them when they were younger. And the GOP seems to be split on their agreement of what happened. Some senators are quoted saying that she's probably confused, Dr. Ford. That she's probably just not remembering it right. While others, others out there, are saying, well, even if it was true, it was a long time ago and he's a different person now. So let me get this straight to those saying that he's a different person now, pulling the, uh, boys will be boys card out. It is okay for him to do this, yet... You are very adamant on the priests that were coming out after 35 years of molesting people and justice finally being served there. Let me uh, put it in a way that's different for you to understand. Because all those people that were coming forward uh, during the Boston Globe thing were boys. So, uh, you believed them. Maybe I'm not getting it. I'm just trying to get this straight here. Um, maybe... Let, let, let me ask you this. What if you had found out that this had happened to your daughter? Since this is the only way you seem to understand to relate to women by knowing that you have a daughter and a mother and a wife, what if this had happened to them? Would you be singing a different tune then? Or do you actually care? Because I'm trying to get this straight here if you didn't understand the name of this segment. Maybe you do care, but you just don't care in this situation. Because you are very close to getting your pet conservative judge onto the Supreme Court. A conservative judge that just so happens to think that a president can serve no legal consequences, more or less, and cannot be indicted, and has made a ruling on such, even though you have several judges on a list right now, who are just as conservative as him, who have the same morals on Roe v. Wade and every other thing that Republicans care about, which I'm not really sure what it is anymore because it just seems like Roe v. Wade in taxes. You have plenty of other judges. So could it be that you actually do care about what Dr. Ford and the other women are saying, but you just don't care right now because if you don't get this judge in now, The Democrats could take back the House and Senate, or at the bare minimum, the Senate, try and impeach Trump, or even just simply you won't get another chance at this. Could that be it? Let me get this straight. You think that a woman that comes forward saying that somebody has sexually assaulted her, a judge... An affluent white man, conservative, you know, the whole shebang, the whole usual sexual predator vibe. She comes forward after many years, admits this to her psychiatrist on tape years before, even when Barack Obama was still in office, even before the, I believe before the election between Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. So Brett Kavanaugh was not even anywhere close to this. She mentioned this many years ago, and then comes forward many years later when he is about to be confirmed, is given a lie detector test by an FBI agent, sorry, former FBI agent, and is currently receiving death threats from, I'm going to guess, not Democrats, for coming forward and stating all of this. You don't believe her for what reason? I'm waiting. I will sit here in the studio and all night, if I have to, waiting for one of you to reply. That's not how this works. This goes out on Monday. Ah, well, then I guess I won't wait for you to reply. I'll just wait for you to do what you always do then. To push this forward amorally and without even a single thought to what the American people want somebody that might actually stand up for their rights. You know, the rights of half the American populace, the rights of half the world, as a matter of fact, women's rights. With everything that has happened over the past few years, you think that there would be some common sense among the GOP as a whole to say, let's use one of the many other names on our conservative judge list, a name that is not associated and belonging to a man who has been accused of sexual assault by three different women. Neil Gorsuch was not, and the Democrats did not come out saying, hey, this guy sexually assaulted somebody. No. This was just a person who did it. So, Republicans, I implore you to help me get this straight in figuring out why the fuck you cannot nominate somebody who has not been accused of sexual misconduct. Because it is a bit unnerving how often this happens. I have no real end to this. Other than, Republicans, get it straight. This has been, so let me get this straight. Although I don't think I got it straight this time. I'm still confused. We'll be right back with Andrew Turner of Thinkers and Drinkers. And we are back. Uh, With us today, we have Andrew Turner, former aide to the Hillary Clinton, you know, campaign that should have won the presidency and uh, current uh, just, you know, general good person and activist. uh, Andrew Turner, ladies and gentlemen, welcome.
2: Yeah, I believe my official title is bartender activist, yeah.
0: Bartender activist. Hey,
2: that's that's the best kind
0: (laughs) of activist. (laughs) <laughs> the best kind. You, keep, you are keeping all of us uh, semi sane uh, during this well, time of. It just means that George Sharp
2: pays me in booze instead of money you want to pay for
0: the <laughs> Good deal. All right. Well, um, so yeah, we're talking about um, can the progressive wing of the American people still rely on the Democratic Party, who is supposedly the progressive side of things and. Andrew here. Um, as you, if you've listened to the show uh, before, um, you know has worked uh, pretty extensively with the, uh, you know, Democratic Party. But um, so you get to defend them basically. So basic, baseline question: Can the progressives even rely on the DNC anymore?
2: Um, I mean, I think this is a, really the wrong question because we can rely on them to do a lot of things. We can rely on them to, to do the bare minimum of the progressive movement and policy, we can rely on them to be better than the Republicans, which is a very low bar uh, for working-class Americans, for older and younger Americans, but we can also rely on them to garner favor to the establishment. They are the electoral strategists for the Democratic Party. They're not meant to lead America to a progressive future. Now, could mm-hmm. the DNC be a progressive group? Uh, for sure. If young and old and blue-collar progressives show up and demand better leadership at DNC meetings when they elect their leaders and they demand progressive policy and the end of superdelegates, that kind of stuff? It definitely sure, could be.
0: but shouldn't the DNC as a whole be the ones to lead that? It's Like, we the people, sure, but, you know, they are the leaders that have been put into place, whether we somehow voted some of them in or not or if they're just random appointed people. Like, shouldn't they be, like, take that stand and move forward and say, no, we, like we are the ones that are, are going to do this. Because like, there are some people in the Democratic Party that don't want to go, like, you know, Jimmy Carter stated the other day to not go too far to the left because you could scare off moderates or something, which I'm inclined to agree with. But
2: Which is, which is hilarious. Well, but it, it's hilarious because the reason that Clinton ran as a center-left candidate was because of Jimmy Carter being a one-term president mm-hmm. going too far to the left. Right. So it's funny to hear from Jimmy Carter don't go too far to the left when he's probably the most progressive president we've had since FDR, fair so, enough.
0: Uh,
2: you know, uh, I don't know. I think, like most things, uh, change comes from the bottom up with this kind of stuff. You know, I I, I would love to think that the leadership in the DNC is going to take a lead, but you know, based off kind of the subject that we'll be talking about tonight, I I, I think we'll talk more about why they won't be that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's really hard to see any organization change from the top down. It really takes, uh, well, you know, I'm a, a messianic figure, somebody who comes in and, and, you know, like FDR, like Teddy Roosevelt, says, I'm changing mm-hmm. the entire outlook of this party right. or this institution. And we have so- plenty of those
0: people right now. So with like with the Democratic Socialist side of people, like uh, Ocasio-Cortez, and, you know, just even people that are maybe aligning themselves with the Democratic Socialists, like uh, you got, you know, the uh, mini John Kennedy, running around that might run for president or a Cory Booker who, you know, they don't technically go that far, but they're dipping their toes in the water. Why haven't they just fully embraced the DSA? Like, and we, why hasn't, yeah. Why haven't they fully embraced the DSA to just go with exactly what the majority of their youngest baseline people want?
2: I, I mean, I think that there's quite a few reasons why they haven't fully embraced the, uh, the DSA. Um, I'd say there's three, actually, if I were going to break it down. First off, no organization of humans regularly relinquishes power without a fight. Uh, the leaders of the DNC aren't going to hand their power over to the power of the, the people, like you were saying, young and open-minded progressives, upstart radicals. Uh, we have to take it. You have to show up to these meetings, Democrat, your local Democratic county meetings, your local Democratic boards, and you have to, yourself, uh, push for these policies and run for the local offices. Uh, the, and if, if people are demanding that uh, more progressive people run the DNC, I mean, right now Keith Ellison is under suspicion for uh, a real bad assault charge. So that's kind of a mixed bag at the moment. But that was the last big fight of the DNC, right, was between Perez and, and Keith Ellison, and who was going to lead the party, this moderate uh, Obama and Clinton night man who mm-hmm. uh, for all intents and purposes from everything i've known is a very good and genuine human being yeah but, but we as the democrats didn't get to middle, choose him we didn't yeah, choose
0: yeah. him yeah i mean
2: well uh, well i mean I, I i think that the the argument they would make which would be true is maybe the party as a whole didn't choose him but the people who showed up to the meeting did fair
0: so enough. okay
2: you know i i think that's what i mean if you want change then you have to be politically active which i'm sure we'll get more into later on with a few mm. more questions but you have to be politically active. That's the only way. You can't just some. And, and I'm bad at this, too. No, don't get me wrong. I'm March, and I, I say my views to the DSA and to the International uh, Workers Union. and, and But uh, people will just share stuff on Facebook and Twitter and think that that's enough. And it's not. You have to be actually actively engaged in how this party forms itself. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, 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 I was saying the three reasons. So, number one. Uh, They don't really get their power. you got to come and take it. Number two, uh, they're a separate organization in the first place. Many people who join the DSA don't want to be in the Democratic Party. That's why they join the DSA. Even if I think that's the most pragmatic move is for for Democratic Socialists to take over the Democratic Party, which I do think because of the amount of money that they have, the amount of offices they already have, the infrastructure they already have, Mm -hmm. I think it would be better for us to take the party over than it would be to try to be an outside force. But that's a large debate right now between people on the left and the progressive movement is do we use the Democratic Party, or do we form a new party and abandon them? Mm-hmm. Well, if, if the Republican Party was very strong, I would say, you know, maybe it's time for a third party. But right now I sense real weakness in the Republican Party, and I think Democrats have an opportunity to reshape, or excuse me, Progressive has an opportunity to reshape the Democratic Party in the wake of such Republican failure that's all around us. Um, and then I think that probably the third reason, and this is the most obvious reason that they have embraced the DSA and Democratic Socialists in general as candidates, is their donors. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be honest. Their donors are capitalists. They may right. be capitalists Absolutely. that care about right. gay rights and black rights. And they may we may agree with them on eighty to ninety percent of things, you and me But uh, that yeah. doesn't mean that they aren't capitalists. Right. You know, these are still millionaires and billionaires of the one percent who are donating to the party, and that's where the party gets their money. And they're afraid if they don't go along with what these billionaires and millionaires want, they won't get the money. They're probably right about that. Uh, That's why I'm for single dollar donors. That's why campaign finance is such a huge issue, no matter what your choice issue is, whether it's guns or uh, women's rights or gay rights or uh, foreign policy and getting out all these extended wars that we do for absolutely no reason, pretty much, other than to make military companies money. Um, All that has to do with campaign finance, because if people are paid off by the richest, they're going to have the richest agenda, whether those rich people are totally horrible human beings or just greedy, good human beings. So I, I think that that's the main reason they haven't embraced the socialist movement is because socialism calls for the redistrib- redistribution of wealth uh, from right. the top of the middle, uh, the top of Americans to the middle class and the poor. And right now, the top of Americans run both parties, so that's why they haven't
0: embraced. Right, and I guess that's why they keep embracing the, you know, the same establishment ones. You always hear that in the news, like, oh, they're going up against an establishment Democrat and blah 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 blah. I mean, what? Is it? Do you think it really think boils down of to just it. money? Like that? There's, like that? Are they no. just choosing money over the party at this point? Because you could look at some mm. old fucker who's been around for years in the Democratic Party, and like say <laughs> Joe Biden, who said, and I quote: "Ish, uh, you know, we need to let younger people run." But now he's been cited as, "Oh, he might run again." Like, okay, well, do you mean well, that? Well, I,
2: I think Joe, I think Joe Biden's running because he's. Matt, he didn't run last time. I think he Uh, is too, but
0: don't go off and say, oh, we – don't worry about old people like me running. We need the newer people to be – like the younger crowd to be going in, like whether or not that's Kamala Harris and Cory Booker or whether or not that's, you know, uh, Ocasio-Cortez and anybody else running.
2: Yeah, I would love to see someone who's just turned 35 just run, not even win. Don't
0: get me wrong, you know, I – never happen. we been. need a
2: millennial to run for president yeah yeah <laughs> well and i mean jk was like 37 that's i mean true. you say yeah. it'll never happen but if and we had if we had enough of a you know obama was relatively young. He was 43 44 yeah, i believe for so like uh, i i mean it's possible it can happen but we have to have an upstart candidate like obama mm-hmm. was in, in 2007 2006 i mean I still remember him giving a speech in 2004 at the Democratic Convention because I was silly yeah. and just listened to my father at 16 and was a Republican, but I still loved both sides and, and listening to the politics of it. And I remember meeting Barack Obama for the first time at the 2004 convention, not personally meeting him. I, right. I did that later, but, uh, me, but meeting his persona for the first time on TV at the 2004 convention when he said there is no Red America, there is no Blue America, You know, there are people who love their guns but want the government out of their libraries and... There are people who love Jesus, but, you know, are are totally virtuous. So it's that kind of stuff. You could have somebody who is an excellent speaker, who hmm. has a vision, who could get up there and be young. It's just hard to find those people. But we do have Trust me, the we have Republicans have Harris.
0: Too. We have Kamala Harris. We have right. Cory Booker. We right. have uh, John Kennedy the Third or whatever his name is. We have, like, there is there is plenty of people. So why is Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Joe Biden... Yeah like going back at this again that just seems like they're just in it like hillary clinton was and who clearly had somebody else that the people liked and was is still her and donald trump were the most unliked candidates to run in a long ass time like i would say we were choosing um, a party over this dude like it just seems like this is really still boils down to money and everything which is why i don't think the democrats will ever embrace the actual progressive (laughs) movement
2: uh, well, I mean, change is slow. You know, the arc of history uh, is long, but it bends towards justice to, to bastardize and okay folks. So, Fair. But... I will say this. I, I, I think that the Democratic Party has become much more progressive over the last, you know,
0: absolutely, 20, Bernie 30, Sanders definitely 50, playing, 100 years. More or less single-handedly yeah. did uh, that. This last five summer. years. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even compared to Obama, it's a much more. I mean, Barack Obama came out in support of Medicare for all. Yeah. So this is a guy who... Now everybody wants it. <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly. Sort of, I mean,
0: like some old senator the other day he was uh, famous for he shot the um, Affordable Care Act with his gun when he was campaigning, and now he is shooting at a bill that would like completely mess up the Affordable Care Act because every one of his constituents is like, No, we we like that, we we really like <laughs> that, <laughs> like it gives us our health. Well, I mean,
2: people people like the idea of kids being covered until 25, free right. conditions, a larger marketplace, like. There are a lot of great things about it. I mean, mm. I of course for a public option and for just sure. eliminating the idea of no that's, having a trip But that's a long like way off. before. we all we get the basic level, yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I think that's but that. But that can also come with maybe supporting
0: you know. the DSA. The they do yeah, want a public yeah, option. I agree. You know what I mean? Like that. I agree. Like if, and some policies can be outlandish. Even some of Bernie Sanders's things didn't quite add up. But like, let's be fair. I mean, it Um, adds up better than a lot of Republican policies. Absolutely, tax
2: cuts to the rich, and that'll somehow not increase the deficit by trillions of dollars. Absolutely, like, definitely add up more than bullshit.
0: (laughs) Definitely added up more than any of the Republican ones. Clearly, the tax plan, as we harshly found out. Um, I remember. Did you
2: you see Herman Cain's 9.99 plan in
0: 2012? Oh man, 90% flat tax. And the one he ripped <laughs> off of, uh, he ripped it off of Pokemon, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. Well, no, no, no. a Pokemon he, he was, speech. He quoted Pokemon, yeah. He quoted Pokemon, but 999, I think he, oh, he got that off of his pizza. Like, it he, he was Godfather's yeah. pizza. It was yeah. like some 999 yeah. deal that he the had. But 999
2: was a deal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: God. I'm pretty sure that was, it. And then, it's not... And then he quoted Pokemon, yeah. and I
2: don't remember what the quote was, but I remember him going.
0: It was at the end of the Pokemon quote is movie. This from. This quote is from the Pokemon movie. No, he
2: didn't.
1: Now, say 2012,
2: that at all, did he? I am so nostalgic for 2012. <laughs> yes, he did. He did say oh, that. Oh God. Like binders of women and Pokemon movie quotes oh. were so. They, they seem so innocent now, you yeah. know. Uh, uh, when you got grabbed by the pussy, everything else seems so innocent. <laughs> right. Uh
0: three different. Uh, I don't know. I mean,
2: to, to, uh, to stop <laughs> digressing so much. Yes. I mean, I think they're also one of the reasons that they're. Backing establishment dens over these younger dens, I mean, is pragmatism. Now, I think they're wrong, but it's mm-hmm. a pragmatic choice. But I think they really believe it. I think they're afraid of the word socialism, right? I mean, sure, and I boomers, believe I've always believed people it's People over branding. forty are afraid of that. Yeah, yeah, like they are afraid of that because when our parents think about when people who are over forty to sixty to eighty, our parents, mm-hmm. they think about socialism. They think about the Cold War. They think about the thermonuclear sure. war. They think about the Soviet Union. And when we think of socialism, we think of Sweden and Bernie Sanders yeah. and universal health care and college paid for, you know. Like so, there's there's a huge branding difference generationally, mm-hmm. and because the older people are running the party, I think they're still scared of embracing that title, um, which is where you get the Elizabeth Warren, who is an all intents and purposes of democratic socialist, but refuses yeah. to call herself that. Sure, you know. And and by the way, I think that. Um, the reason Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are running, even though they're older Americans, you could argue Elizabeth Warren is quite young in politics. She's sure. only been a senator for
0: well, yeah, six, no, seven their years, experience but, aside, they're uh, plenty of experience, but like just age wise, like Bernie Sanders, yeah, especially. but I think They'll they think they're the most left candidates who can win. Say what?
2: Right, right. I think they think they're the most left candidates who can win. Yeah, I think they really believe that, so they're going to do that. I mean, I don't think Bernie Sanders particularly wants to be president. But, I think he likes being a senator. But I think he thinks he could get more accomplished. I I really think he's one of those people who doesn't want the job but will do it I kind of thing.
0: Just think they should. There's got to be somebody a little bit younger. Obama won because he was a young guy, like that. Yes, he, I
2: mean he he, he amplified the, the black vote. He amplified the young vote. Yep.
0: it was a it was a running joke that uh, will mccain even you know live throughout jo- and, like, and and George w
2: bush screwed over mccain yeah, yeah exactly
0: yeah. like there was all of that so having an old white guy a couple old white people again like it's it again if we're going to go off of a branding thing it's a bad move it's it really i, isn't, I, I
2: totally understand
0: i i if we're going to actually try and win this maybe actually think outside the box because the same shit has not been working. So, which I, well, I, guess... I think a
2: lot of them think that it didn't work in the nineties because yeah, sure, that the era they the grew 90s, up in and they were our age.
0: Now we have social and, media. And,
2: it was this, yeah. Yeah. We had the center left campaign in the nineties. It worked because Reagan was loved. And so they went center left instead of left hearing what happened to Carter. And yeah, it was still a little racist. Yeah. It was still a little anti-poor. Yeah. It was still, you know, Plenty of complaints. That's a whole other episode. You and I complaining about 90s Democrats. but uh, You know, I, I used to defend Bill Clinton when I was young and stupid all the time. And now I look back and I'm like, you know, he really wasn't a great guy. Bill um, um,
0: Clinton kind of sucks. But,
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think that... I, I don't think that there's malice in a lot of this, I guess is what I get across. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to defend the DNC or the leaders. But I, I, I have to be fair and say, I don't think that they think they're doing for the money. They think they're doing what it takes to win. I just right. think they're wrong about that. I think we've gotten to a new point that if you can engage, I think uh, Doug Jones campaign and Osio mm-hmm. Cortez campaign, you know, Bernie Sanders campaign during the primary last time, it shows that if you get young people activated and motivated and you get smaller dollar donations, you can make just as much money and get just as much people out to vote, if not more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what twenty. 2018 may really show. it's already far left candidates and and center left candidates too going to have a blue wave, quote unquote, shitty right. nomenclature, but have a blue wave because so much more people showed up because they were passionate about it? Mm-hmm. I think in the end, people win elections because people want to vote for that person, not because they want to vote against someone else. Yes. And that's when they really we really win big elections. Right. We need to start running candidates that are appealing. That, that make you excited to go vote for them. I think that's
0: why Beto O'Rourke has such success mm-hmm. right now, is there are so many people who find him genuine, and they're excited to vote for him. There's a lot of good momentum around, behind that guy. It's with him, I guess. Is there anything like other than voting for these super progressive folks that you know the members or just progressives people in the DNC, people in the DSA, whatever? Can, is there anything other than? just simply voting that people can do do you think to push them more to the left, to push them more towards, no, let's just do single payer. This is dumb. This isn't working. Like let's, you know, raise the minimum wage. Let's make women have equal pay. Let's, you know, defund this bullshit prison system and start releasing people that don't need to be there. Is there anything other than voting? (laughs) Because people like I, I, we say on our show all the time that, you know, please go out and vote. But you can only say that so much and people still don't do it. You know, P. Diddy can only say vote or die, motherfucker, so many times before, like, well, they are tired of hearing. I think
2: that's the perfect, I think that's the perfect place to jump off because I don't think P. Diddy or, 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 Russell Crowe, or uh, insert random celebrity name here, <laughs> Katy Perry is going to convince people to vote. It may convince a few people that are really into that person, yeah. but I don't think it's going to convince a large number of people, you know, more than a couple thousand of people to vote. I, I I will say this. There are three things that people can do. Number one is voting, you know. make That's the bare minimum it's of bare engaging minimum, yeah. in a democracy. Bare minimum is you go up there and cast your ballot, research the candidates, research the issues, and cast your ballot. I think that most young people and most middle-aged people and a lot of old people will wind up on their side if they actually did that, if they had an open mind and did the research and listened to both candidates, they would wind up on the progressive side of the aisle because the progressive side of the aisle benefits the majority of the people. But that's the first thing, is go out and vote. Number two is talk to the people that you love and care about and the people that you can't stand. You know, you've got to have discussions and civil conversations with people. You've got to change minds because... It is not politicians that change minds, you know. That happens every now and then, but once again, that's a small number to what happens with people you care about. All politics is local, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and that really proves the last two points, one being you need to talk to everyone you stand, people who trust you, people who believe you, even if they have different political views. You need to have vigorous and open-minded debate with them and try to get them to understand your perspective and the perspective of others if you're an empathetic, you know, progressive person who's trying to push that forward. Uh, and, number, and number three, which comes back to all politics is local, too, you need to run for office. We need mm. more people Amen. to be running for office. And I'm talking from dog catcher to president of the United States. If you think that you can run for office for your local school board and you're a teacher and you're listening to this right now, you should do it. If you think that you can be a city councilman in your town and you're listening to this right now, you should do it. You should at least try. Because if we can push those other candidates to the left by primarying them, and we can they'll push the center camp, the right candidates to the left too just to try to catch up with them because they'll seem like they're the crazy right wing. If we can make the Tea Party, what we used to call the Tea Party, what we yes. called the John Birch folks beforehand, if we can do what they've been doing for the Democratic Party for years, put the strip and make them move to the center to try to catch up with us, then we'll start having real debate in the Democratic Party about how progressive we can be. We have to change the American mindset if this was a center-right country, because I don't believe it is. I think the voting body is center-right. I think if a majority of people showed up to vote, had conversations regularly, and I'm talking about not just in policy. I'm talking about all those people that you hear, they say, oh, you know, I'm not really political. You know, I, I don't really care about that kind of stuff. I don't think my vote will change anything. Well, what I like to remind people is being nonpolitical is a political position in itself, and it benefits oppression. When you yeah. don't give a shit, that is your privilege coming out. That is you being able to say, "Hey, I don't give a shit because it won't really affect me." Well, guess what? Your landlord votes, your boss votes, the police vote, rednecks vote, racist vote. Literally every vote, ra- like you we were talking about you.
0: this yesterday. That um, every racist voted in the last election. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Every single Pretty racist much. in the country. Vote like not not calling (laughs) and I'm I'm not gonna be one of those people that are you know single mindedly calling every Trump supporter a racist. I'm gonna say they definitely gave racism a pass, every all sixty five million of them. However Not all Trump supporters are racist Not all Trump supporters are racist, but they did give it a pass. (laughs) But every racist in this country voted. Who could vote definitely voted and they definitely voted for somebody not like left leaning that definitely doesn't support black lives matter or anything of that sort so think about that like just like andrew said you know your landlord is voting who you know is probably an asshole let's be honest uh mine was <laughs> lots of them are but and uh, well, every you know, I, I have landlords in my
2: family but i think it's a pretty horrible yeah. job I, I don't think anyone should be able to make money off of owning something I just like I don't think you should be able to the pharmaceutical and insurance companies are horrible Whole but you shouldn't be able to make money off of the basic <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We can go up for another 25 yeah, minutes abs- on that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> for real. But, you know, the lady that called the cops on those people barbecuing and that, those stupid ass sunglasses, and the lady that called the cops on that black girl for selling water so she could raise money to go to Disney World, and every other douchebag that calls the cops on people speaking Spanish or people we just hear being about black, it every two weeks. all. We hear about vote it every two weeks. And yeah. did vote. In the last election, yes. and we're going to vote in the next one. So, when you think about who is going to be, and there's a, a literal Nazi running for office right now. And I don't remember, do you remember the state that he's running in? I, it's probably Kansas or Missouri. Oh, I'm there, pretty sure.
2: There it are other, there uh, from what I remember from the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, an article I read from them, which is a big anti hate group,
0: mm-hmm. has
2: been since the 50s, 40s, I believe. Um, there are six white nationalists or openly neo-Nazi candidates running in the Republican Party this there year. There you go. Uh, One yeah, is like I literally mean, Michigan, front of the Nazi Florida, flag and
0: everything. Oh, maybe. Yeah, the Michigan just, guy. you know, or I'm not a Nazi. I just deny
2: the Holocaust. Right. Oh,
0: great. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that that was still a pretty gray area. Like, Nazi you know, it's like Pepsi Crystal, you know. <laughs> like you know. Yeah. Pepsi Crystal. I don't know what that meant, but regardless, <laughs> we'll we'll end it there and just say. For the love of America, please, and your family and your family's future, please tell your friends and talk to the family members that you don't agree with. Talk to the Jill Stein supporters as well. Like, please get them to vote their conscience. At the very least, vote your conscience. Because there's no way that caging children is, is okay. Because that's what one side of the aisle did this time around. So... In November, remember. Or buddying
2: up to dictators. Or buddying up to dictators. Buddying up the dictators. Or, the dictators. or giving tax cuts to the super uber wealthy again. Or exactly. You know, a number of issues. Uh, not not rescuing people in Puerto Rico and then denying that thousands of Americans died, you know. How we're many? Not, how many should we name? There's a laundry
0: list. We're not <laughs> trying to tell you who to vote for, but the Republican side did do that, and you should definitely vote Democrat. <laughs> so, um, that's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we will see you in two weeks. Thank you, Andrew Turner, for coming on the show. Uh, please remember to follow us on Twitter at America the Pod at Bastard Comedy on Facebook at America the Podcast, and on Instagram as well, which I don't think he posts there anyways. Andrew is on Twitter at where again?
2: Uh, at Mr. Andrew Face Turner and you can also go to our web, web my website at www.pndproductions.com um, and you can find out all the work that I'm doing there. So,
0: so alright. Well, thank you again, my friend and please go vote in America as hard as you can every chance you get. Good night. It's America! The Podcast!